Welcome to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm Pete Mazzetti. We're live here at Luigi's Restaurant in Old Saybrook, Connecticut, and my guest tonight is local comic Vinny McElhone. Vin. Thanks, Pete. Nice to see you again. Hey, bud. Yeah, I know. Long time no see. Happy birthday to hey, you. Thank you. It's thank Pete's you. birthday, by the it way. It is. So. 48 today. Hard to believe. I know. I didn't have you a day past 26. You looked that exactly. good. Exactly. Oh, thank that good. you. You really did. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, Vin, tell us a little bit about you being a comedian and how you got your start in the comedy business. Okay, well, um, yeah, that's the story. So uh, I did it. I started 30 years ago, okay. about 30 years ago, in 1993. Actually, I started right down the street here doing um, the openings. I would do uh, um, hosting. I would bring up the acts okay. at the restaurant that's now uh, Little Pub. Sure. Was not that back then. It was something else. Yeah, it was right. a pizza place. And I would like open up and do the shows for comedians who would come through Connecticut and route to their New England acts all over New York and through, through New England. And I would do that. I started doing stand-up then. I did it in New York City an awful lot as well. I would go on a, get on a train and do go to Manhattan and do my, uh, my opening opening acts oh cool that's how i started yeah absolutely and look at how well i've done i know look I'm at up, you I'm upstairs at a restaurant in old saybrook this yeah. is unbelievable hanging who out have, hanging out with pete mazzetti on his birthday i know you I think know. you'd have better things to do nah, exactly now nah. sad sad it, statement. It, it is a sad state of affairs but that's okay yeah but as far as from what i understand you actually worked with gilbert godfrey yeah. What was um, Gilbert like? Well, Gilbert Gottfried was a, he was a very nice guy. Of course, you know he passed away right. during the pandemic. Um, and I worked with him at the Catherine Hepburn Theater. I opened up for him, and we did a, a great show, actually. It was a great time. Okay. That was probably just before, about six to nine months before he, he got ill and passed away unexpectedly. Okay. What kind of guy was he? He was a good guy. I, mean, I don't know him that well, but, I mean, we had a good time together. He was a nice guy, and um, he had obviously was a comedy legend. All right. You know, they use that expression, but he truly was. Uh, television, motion, mo movies, showbiz. I mean, a real showbiz guy, you know, a big-time big, big time act. He was just a very simple guy. He was from Brooklyn, New York. Okay. And uh, we went through a lot of stuff, just talking about things and all. And he got married late. He had two young kids, unfortunately, for him. He got married really late. He was in his, like, mid-60s. Oh, boy. And he got married for the first time. Had two little ones. And... Uh, you know, when I, when I worked with him, he was just kind of banging around doing shows here and there. Whenever he wanted to, he'd pick and choose and just go do what he wanted. And oh, wow. wasn't on the circuit all that much. But, yeah. So that was the story with him. So who are some of the other famous comedians you've worked with over the years? Well, uh, I've worked with a lot of famous people over okay. all these years. Everybody who does it for a length of time like I have, you're going to eventually bump into people. It's funny because sometimes... I work with people that were never famous. They right. were not famous. Right. But then you put 20 more years uh, down the road, all of a sudden they became. Mm -hmm. You know, like, for example, Joe Rogan, yep. who was the number one podcast guy, like, in the country. That's right. So Rogan, um, you know, just signed a deal, I think, with uh, Spotify yeah, for I over $100 million okay, so. to, do, to do just what you're doing here. Right. Same exact thing. No right. difference. And he makes that kind of bread. It's more than money than you're making, I'm guessing, right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Million. He's got you beat. I thought Ab so. He absolutely I wasn't has positive. Beat. I wasn't positive. But uh, by the way, it's wrong because you should be getting that kind of money. Exactly. The heck with Rogan. So right. Rogan and I started out together. And uh, he wasn't famous. He was nothing. He was getting paid like $75 for his show okay. at the time. 
This is in the mid-90s. Right. So then he goes on and he becomes who he is by going through television and signing up with Netflix deals and television shows on NBC. He was the host of uh, uh, Fear Factor. Yeah. Like things like that. So he just kept moving up and up and up and became what he was. But I worked with famous people too, famous acts that were that were big names at the time. Okay. Dennis Leary. I mean, you sure. know, things like that. So... You know, I opened up for Dennis Leary in uh, Caroline's in New York City a lot of years ago. Mm-hmm. He was making a movie at that time <coughs> in Manhattan. Okay. And um, they had me uh, open up for him at that time in New York. So he was already, you know, big stuff at that time. Right. So I got a lot of stories like that and stuff, too, of course. Now, as far as... Yeah. Now, I, I also understand that you've done some work with the USL. Okay. Yeah, let's, that's true. Let's talk um, about that. Well, um, yeah, that comes. That story came because uh, I've always wanted to do that. It was years ago. I'm going to say, like in the early 2000s, I was asked to do like some work at the USO um, and do some shows. But at the time, they wanted you to. You had to go when you went away and did the shows. Right. You had to do like several weeks at a time. Right. Like they went when they booked you. It was a regular booking uh, uh, arrangement. Right. Where they would book you and you'd go to like, whether it be Iraq, Afghanistan, wherever. You'd go do the troops like Bob Hope yes. back in our day, right? Sure. So you go do that, but you had to be away for several weeks. Well, I had my other business yep. and I couldn't give the several weeks up to just go. No. So I had to say no. But then this opportunity came just a couple of years ago in which they needed somebody to do an act down in Camp Lejeune, mm-hmm. which is a Marine base. And ironically enough, my son I was gonna say, isn't your is son a Marine. Marine. That's He's right. in the Marines, That's and right. he was based in Camp Lejeune. Really? So I talked to the USO. I go, I would love to come down. I didn't want, didn't want any money. They offered the, you know, they do the whole thing. I said, no, I don't want anything. I like to do this for the troops. These guys were like injured Marines back from, they were back from a, uh, uh, um, a deployment. Yep. And a lot of these guys were injured. So they wanted to give him a good night, a good night. So right. I said, I want to come do this. This is perfect. I go down to North Carolina, went down to Camp Lejeune. Uh, and I, I asked them, I wrote to them and said, my son is not one of these guys that was away. But he lives right there. Is there any way he could come see me too? Right. And they said, yes, we're going to get him over there. My wife came down with me. Yeah. And we went down to Camp Lejeune, the USO building. Okay. That's based right there in Camp Lejeune for the mm-hmm. Marines. And this USO theater, this like stage they had set up. It's a beautiful old, old theater, okay. like in an auditorium. They had me come in, and uh, my son got to come see me. He brought a few buddies. So the whole room was full of Marines. Cool. It was outstanding. My son got to see me do this. Yeah. And uh, went down there and had a great show. So, um, yeah, that was pretty neat. That was a heck of an experience. Now, I'm sure your, that your son must have gotten a kick out of that, seeing his father get up and perform. I don't know if he got a kick out of it or right? he was ashamed or what he was. <laughs> yeah, but, right? uh, I'm not sure of his emotional state at that time, but right. uh, no, I think he had a good time. Yeah. And we went out after. We had a heck of a night. So I got a couple of his buddies, and I said, you get all these guys here. As many of these guys want to come, yeah. let's go out and you take me to one of your places here and Camp Lejeune. Right, exactly. Very similar to this kind of a place. No, it wasn't. Yeah, 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 right? But it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I had a great time. Hey, let me ask you you this. As far as, I'm going to get serious for a second. That's okay. Go ahead. Okay. As far as, how important do you think it is to get out there and support the community? Well, to me it is. To me it is, too. Yeah, I mean, to me it's very important. Um... 
I don't know. It's always been a natural thing to me. Right. I think it's important because you got to give something back. Right. And it's a great way to do it. Like what I do here doing stand-up, doing comedy, it's it's a natural fit. I mean, like for years doing stand-up here in town, a little old Saybrook here, I've done a lot of Little League fundraisers. Yeah. I've, done, I've done fundraisers for Little League, the church, all the schools, um, you know, every kind of event, political events, the police department. I right. mean, I've done like it just – it's a natural thing. It's just not – doesn't take much effort, no. and it helps to bring the community to a better place. Absolutely, whether it be raising money or awareness or whatever it might be. So, right. and f- if you're thinking about the community, yeah, and you're thinking about supporting the community, and you're mm-hmm. thinking about community involvement, yeah, one person who is very community oriented, as you and I both know, yeah, is the owner of this fine establishment. Yeah, no doubt, Lenny DeBella. Absolutely. No Absolutely. Yeah, he is. He does, he gives an awful lot back. He's always done a lot of things for the church, right? And provided meals for the church and the, mm-hmm. and the people that are hurting and right. whatnot. He's always he's always supported the little league team. Oh yeah, and I was involved with little league myself, so he would do. Uh, he always supported a team, okay. um, and he did a lot of does a lot of other things. He does. You know what? He also taught CCD with me. I heard that. Lenny and I had a CCD class together. I would have loved to be a fly on the wall. It was unbelievable. We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of laughs. uh, We had a lot of fun. And I think the kids got quite a kick out of it. And uh, Lenny and I did that for a couple of years together. I'm still doing it. Are you still teaching CCD? I still do, yeah. But Lenny did it for a couple of years. The pandemic hit. Right. And then he couldn't teach anymore because of all the... Yeah. You know, what he was dealing with with a restaurant, my God, exactly. everything else. So he, you know, he had the bail at that time. But um, no, we had a class together, and it was it was really it really was a blast. You know. So how did you get involved with teaching CCD? Um, how did I get? Well, my son was in the class. Okay. It was in like he was ten. My son, who lives in Atlanta, is now almost thirty. Okay. And he was ten years old at the time. Okay. So he was in like fifth grade. And another guy in town asked me to be like an assistant to him. Sure. So I did that, and I just got involved. What, like you just said, community service, whatever. Yeah. I, I tried to do what I could. So I taught this. I helped out teaching a class when my son was 10. Right. But then I just kind of stayed with it. And I had a younger son come up. He's the Marine. And I taught his class for a couple of years. Right. And then I just said, you know what? I really like this. I enjoy it. So I just kept on doing it. And I cannot believe it's been like 20 years. I've been wow. doing it 20 years. So, you know, to me, it's I go in there and I teach this class on Saturday morning. And, you know, it's uh, 8.30 uh, till 10 a.m. And uh, I get a lot out of it. And you're still doing it? Still doing it. I'll still be doing, doing it uh, this Saturday. Yeah. Nice. Nice, yeah. nice. And I'm actually going to tell one of the other secrets of you and I. Uh-oh. You and, no, you and I. Is this an adult channel? Because Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, but we're going to. Be careful. Go yeah, ahead. I'm, I'm going to be careful. Mm-hmm. You and I actually hang out with a very eclectic group of characters in the morning. Mm-hmm. How should, yes. How should we? The, co- the coffee group? The well, meeting of the minds? How should we? I don't know. It's, I don't know uh, how, should, how we should differentiate things with a, that group. It's a heck of a group, but oh, a lot absolutely. of people. And uh, not everybody comes in every day or no. anything, but when we all get together, it's a lot of fun. A lot of you, should, you should actually broadcasting a show from there would be oh god, really incredible. <laughs> right? So. Oh, you think? Yeah, no doubt Maybe. about it. Maybe. Now, as far as the comedy industry goes, mm-hmm. when it first started yeah. post-pandemic, during the pandemic to where we are now. Yeah. How do you think it's changed? 
Well, it uh, it's actually coming back to where yeah. it was for the first time. Just just as of really recently, it's getting back close to where it was, where okay. everything's open. Right. Obviously, there's no masks needed. Right. I mean, anywhere that I'm seeing, right. so it's open for business again. So everything is really good. In fact, if anything, there's a lot. There's a little bit more energy to it. Right, because they've been people are so, have been so sick and tired of being stuck inside, being home. Right, that they're loving the idea of getting out again and seeing anything that's a live performance. Exactly. So it's been really, really good. Um, during the during the pandemic, mm-hmm. I still kept busy, not as busy as I, I, we were, right. but I was doing those crazy Zoom shows. Oh God! Like I was doing a Zoom and whatever the heck they call. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. But, you know, I'd be on a computer screen at home, my kitchen counter. Yeah. And I'm doing a show to, like, I don't know how many people, lots of people, little heads on the computer screen. Yeah. And I'm doing my thing sitting there in front of a computer and getting paid for it. You know, that kind of crazy How much fun was that? It was so weird. It was actually somewhat fun. It was actually very strange. But I'm so lazy as a comedian. I enjoyed it because the moment I'm done, I went upstairs and I read a book and went to sleep. There you go. I don't have to ride home, pay for parking, pay for gas. You know what I mean? Nobody had to validate your parking. No, I didn't need any of that. I'm hoping that Lenny validates my parking Yeah, maybe. Hopefully he can do that for me at least. (laughs) Hopefully a martini when I'm done too as well. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. So yeah, no, but that's what uh, that's what the that's what the pandemic brought on craziness with the comedy, like everything else. Absolutely. You know, I used to get I was getting offered to do shows as the pandemic was like climbing out of itself. Yeah. To go do places and theaters and casinos and clubs, whatnot, but a lot of them still did the distance. Mm But the, the audience had yes. to be a certain distance. They had yes. to have masks. They yep. spaced them out. They separated everyone. And I was like, you know what? I have no interest in really doing it. No. I just said no until this thing cleared up because it's just not. It wasn't a funny setting to me at all. But but everything's going back now, so we're okay. Absolutely. Hey, and speaking of that, we're actually yeah. com- we're actually coming up on a election cycle. True. This year, thoughts, yeah. feelings. Well, Political uh, there's a lot of things um, going on, right? Let's face it. Let's face it. Uh, we have things in not just the town, but like the governor thing. Okay. Yeah. I'm not big on the Stefanowski commercials. Have you seen them? I have. I don't. I'm not right. big on them. All right. It's frightening. Yes. I don't know what's going on with that, but I don't know where it's going to go. It's pretty much even. I, I, the Ned Lamont's going to win the governor position, I got to believe. Okay. Um, Herschel Walker running for a Senate seat in Georgia. Yep. I don't know what that's all about. Yeah, that's a very not. different thing. Uh, he ran a great football. Okay, yep. he was That's great. Right. He was right. great in the backfield. He ran up and down the sidelines well. But I don't know the Senate thing. Yeah, I don't know how it fits. And uh, he's got some issues down there. My son lives in Georgia, That's so I right. get all the updates. That's right. And then the other one I get a kick out of is this guy Fetterman against Doctor Oz. Doctor yeah, Oz Dr. is like Oz. you. He has a TV show. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So there's Dr. Oz with a TV show playing doctor. Right. He's taking on this guy who looks like, I don't know, Fetterman. Yeah. Have you seen this? I, I, they actually had a debate the other day, and I saw clips of it on the news. I it was really, really sad between I, the two of them. Yeah. It was awful. The guy, was, I thought if, you know, if Lurch and Uncle Fester had a child, <laughs> I think would... that this guy would be him. <laughs> okay. uh, but maybe he's going to win. Who the heck knows? The world right. is so upside down. Right. I don't know what's going on. So. Yeah. Uh, politically, the world is just crazy. So we'll see how it plays out. Hopefully, well. Speaking of the world and politically, yes, we are in the town of Old Saybrook. Thoughts, feelings about the first selectman of the town of Old Saybrook? I think, he's doing, I think, I think he's doing a great job. I think he's okay, doing guy. a great job. I think the town is uh, doing big things. Right. Uh, coming out of the pandemic pretty strong. Right. And I think that 
I know the recent some of the recent things they've done, like the uh, the lights at the high school field. Oh yeah, Scott Geekrick was really instrumental in that. Oh yes, he was. And he got the uh, fundraising together, and they did uh, lights at the field, which mm-hmm. is like we're only about forty years behind the times on that. Right. Uh, I've been here in town uh, thirty years, and I couldn't believe we didn't have lights back then. Okay. Everybody would complain about it. Yeah. Why can't we have lights? Everybody else does, kind of thing. So the kids could have night games, mm-hmm. and. It's late as can be, but you know what? We finally got it done, so I give credit right. to uh, Scott and Carl and everybody else who was involved in that. Absolutely. Were you there the night of the ceremony? Yeah, How I was. was. It? Very nice. How was it? It was nice. Um, yeah, Scott did a speech as well as uh, some other people who were involved with it, with the school system and whatnot. Okay. Yeah, it was really well done. Okay. Now, yeah. where are some of the other places you've performed over the years? Vegas? Uh, yes. Okay. I did a show. At the, I've done the Tropicana okay. out in Vegas, uh, Tropicana Casino. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was a number of years ago, and that was a blast uh, going out there and doing that. Um, yeah, I've done them almost everywhere, I mean, to be honest. Like different, every state you can imagine, you know. So right. I've been in like, so many different cities. So doing it, um, you know, from whether it be down southeast in Florida and Atlanta at the Punchline and it, you know, Chicago and Zanies downtown. I've done all the clubs, you know, the, all, all the all the improvs, all the uh, catch a rising stars, you know, out in the West Coast and ev- everywhere. So, I'm sure Manhattan's got to be fun. New York City. I, well, I used to always go to, I used to go to Dangerfields and Carolines. Yeah. And uh, and you know those two are like you know well known places in Manhattan. Right. Dangerfields closed down during the pandemic. They're done. That was a real historical really? club. Did they did they no, reopen? No, no, they're not reopening. It's wow, over. it's over on the on the first Ave on the east side. Okay, so that was a common place, and I did that. I did that place. I did Dangerfields, not long before it closed down forever. So wow, it's pretty neat. Yeah, it's too bad. So, but you know, all the clubs in New York, oh, so many of them, so many times. But I don't go in there much much more anymore in New York. Oh no, no, it's just. It's too much hassle to get into New York and the city and oh god the expense parking, of getting traffic. there parking just dealing nobody's going to validate your parking not a chance no no not, not a chance not in that city no 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 way so anyway no nothing much with that so yeah. so how has the comedy industry changed well the comedy industry has changed uh, the comedy itself mm-hmm. has changed to some degree because. Of this cancel culture that we're dealing with, right? Right. Nothing can be funny anymore because the moment you're funny, you're hurting someone, right? Right. So people are so ultra-sensitive. They're so ultra-sensitive that it's really, really, really tough to go out there and just do a show without somebody being offended, being hurt, um, complaining, and then putting down the act or whatever. So it, it just it's changed big time with that, you know? So that's been a big thing. The other thing that has been big with comedy that's changed um, has been social media. Right. The entire business is run on social media. Mm-hmm. Okay? So everything's about Instagram, which I'm not on. No. Uh, Facebook, um, all types of things, videos, mm-hmm. how you sell yourself to the booking agents. Right. Is done with videos, okay, all over uh, Instagram or Facebook or what have you. Yep. Uh, podcast. Right. There's another word that came up. Absolutely. How has it changed? Huge. So Absolutely. everybody's doing podcasts, which is no different than what you're doing exactly. right here. 
And that's what the, that's that's the buzzword. That's how you sell right. yourself. That's how you market yourself yourself uh, to the clubs, to the agents, um, and all that. So you know that's changed dramatically. And you know I've been doing this for thirty years. Mm-hmm. I'm sixty two. And I don't take part in a lot of that. I just don't. It no. just I, I was running around like a maniac when I was younger. Right. To build myself up and learn and go out there and experience it all. Yep. Now I've just gotten like, you know, I'm enjoying I'm I'm enjoying the fact that I can do the shows I want to do. Right. Go where I want to go. I'm just I'm not into like chasing the dream as much no. as I was. No. And yeah, from what way I, it goes. from what I understand, yeah. locally You've done shows at the Catherine Hepburn Theater. The yeah. Theater. You've also done shows at the local cigar shop downtown. Yeah, that's true. That's a, and I've done it right here. Yeah, that's many. That's right. Many of them that's right here. That's right. The Luigi's. Not right. not here, but probably downstairs in the bar. Downstairs room. in the big room down right. there, as they call it. I was going to say um, not, not up here. <laughs> no, we've had some of the greatest shows I've ever been involved with were the ones we did right here at Luigi's. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. Why is and, that? Um, oh, because Lenny, the, Lenny and the staff that just does a great job oh, in, in marketing it, promoting it, mm-hmm. uh, bringing the energy up, getting people excited, the food, the drinks, the, the laughs, the fun. Lenny always takes part as like the opening MC, and he loves the stage himself. Oh, boy. So he enjoys it. And then I bring in some people, some friends of mine that are comedians from... New York and other places, and they mm-hmm. come in, and we have a heck of a time. So anyway, that it's been a while since we did that here. But yeah, you mentioned Bongo Ron's Cigar Lounge yep. is, a, is a great time, and I've done shows there recently for him. Uh, what you're talking about right in the area, I've done many at the Kate. I do the Kate, you know, um, oh my God, we've done it since it's been opened, I mean, right. many, many times. So um, I've done fundraisers out of the Kate, and mm-hmm. done regular show performances. Uh and also, by the way, also another yeah. place I've done, which we haven't done in a while, hmm. I've also done the Ivoryton Theater. Local. The Playhouse. The Ivoryton Playhouse. Yes. Yeah. The Ivoryton, Jackie is her name over there. Yes. Who runs that place. She's mm-hmm. a very professional woman. Very, very good. Uh, true, like, true theater right. background resume to her. And she really runs a great show. Well, with the, All the things they do over there are great as well. But the comedy shows I've done for her yep. have been phenomenal. And, of course, I do the casinos. Yeah. You know, I do Mohegan and Foxwoods. Um, and it's been a while now since I've done those, but I've done th- both of those places, you know, many, many times. Right. So I get some work in the area. Absolutely. I get a little bit. Not, not a lot, but there's enough. Now, is there a difference in between both the casinos as far as size-wise and audience you know, to me, I don't. I don't remember. I don't. I can't think of any major difference. You okay. know, they're both professional venues. Uh, they both have great size rooms. They both can pack the house. They both know how to sell and market. Um, they take care of us guys pretty well. Um, yeah. The audiences are, you know, casino audiences can be very strange. Yes. Because particularly when you travel to larger cities, not like, you know, Connecticut casinos are small town. Ledyard, right. Uncasville. I right. mean, it's weird. Okay, when you go out to like places like Vegas, Atlantic City, yeah, those casinos tend to get real travelers. Mm-hmm. So it's not even people locally from New Jersey. If you're in Atlantic City, right. your average person in that audience could be from anywhere in the country, 
or in the world for that matter. Right, exactly. Who's traveling to a casino to have fun. Right. So it changes the element as to how you sell your act because you don't really know, you don't have a defined audience. Right. When I do Luigi's, yeah. I know my audience. Is. Exactly. They're not even from five minutes away. No. Right? I mean, that's it. Right? Exactly. So I know what I have, okay? Even the Catherine Hepburn Theater. Right. Um, I kind of know what the audience is going to be, okay? But when you do the casinos, it can get a little different. Because it's a little bit, you know, gl- more of a global uh, market you're dealing with. Absolutely. You think you're going to bring back the comedy shows to Luigi's? I don't know. I wish we had Lenny here. We could ask him. I know. We'll have to ask him when we're done here. I don't know, but I hope so. Oh, I think he's been so busy. Yeah. His business is doing tremendous. Oh, absolutely. They're doing unbelievably well, and so well that his his business is so focused on Keeping up, I think employees have been probably tough. Everybody's yeah, had a tough probably. time with employees. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to guess that he has too. I mean, you put a comedy show on when he did my shows. Yeah. I mean, the entire place has to be working on that night. Yeah. It's hard to get people to do it. Absolutely. So right now, I think probably not. And not, but hopefully, maybe one day. Who the heck knows? I hope hopefully, so. Hopefully, maybe one day. So we've got a little bit more time left. What else we want to? Um. Well, what about your birthday? What the heck are you doing here with me on your birthday? What are you going to do tonight? Are you going out somewhere? What's going on? I'll probably have, I'll probably stay here and have dinner. Oh, okay, I'll good. Pro- probably, All right. Probably, ha- probably hang out here after my, after my last guest and have a meal. All right, good. good so I did out. your 500th show, You right? did. You did. So now what number are you up to? I got to ask you that. Do you know? 507. <laughs> All right. 507. I actually, well, that's great. I actually had... Mark on with me not long ago, and, yeah. doc, and Dr. Jeff. Well, I know. Both you, should, you, you had Lenny ever on? Have you ever had Lenny on? No? I will. Oh. I'm going to. Because he be, he does the magic. I know he does yeah. the magic. He, he could do, like, uh, he could magic make, right here at the table. He could make things disappear. Right. Maybe even us. I wish he would make my check disappear. Exactly. I'll tell you that, because right now he's hitting me pretty hard for the, uh, the linguine. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah, right? Right. <laughs> and... Things are things are going well, so we're about to run out of time. So, Vin, All right. thanks for some time. Hopefully, we'll see you soon. Happy birthday, Pete. Thank thanks you, for having Vinny. me again. You got it, buddy. On behalf of Vinny McElhone, I'm Pete Mazzetti. Thanks. Good night, and we'll see you next week.